Welcome to the Kingdom Mindset Podcast, where we provide revolutionary training materials to individuals, healing practitioners, leaders, and influencers globally. Your kingdom destiny awaits, and it all begins with a mindset. Well, hello and welcome to the Kingdom Mindset Podcast. My name is Dr. Jessica Rothmeyer, and I'm really excited to bring you today's message. As many of you know, I've spent over 20 years in the mental health profession, and at one point in my career, I transitioned from a more medical and clinical practice to one that was completely spiritual. And through this experience, I realized there was one important key that was common among all of my clients who found healing and freedom, whether that was mentally, spiritually, or even physically, and that was learning to forgive. So many mental health issues are caused by anger, anxiety, and depression, and these often have a root of bitterness and unforgiveness. Bitterness is an emotion that is birthed from extended periods of unforgiveness. In the 1828 Webster's Dictionary, one of the definitions of bitterness is a deep distress of the mind. As I began to help my clients unpack their life stories, almost always at the root of their pain was a person or an event they were having a hard time forgiving. Often, especially in the case of anxiety, the person they struggled to forgive the most was themselves. Funny how some of us can rationalize how important it is to forgive others, but then not have that same grace and forgiveness for ourselves. And do you know why that might be? Some people have very high standards of moral and emotional conduct for themselves, and if they fall short of these impossible goals, they will hold themselves in unforgiveness, believing they do not deserve to be forgiven. This is usually the same logic for someone who has a hard time forgiving someone else, that they simply do not deserve to be forgiven. A common belief that many people have is that if they were to forgive, or even worse, truly let go, that then this person who hurt or offended them would be released from the pain or the punishment they truly do deserve. But remember our teaching from last week, from the grace-mercy connection. If we claim to be Christians, we must come to acknowledge that the foundation of our faith is based on forgiveness, that Jesus died on the cross to set us free from sin and death, and that this was a free gift called grace. Even secular psychologists and uh, the medical profession would say learning to forgive is crucial in maintaining a healthy mindset. To know that spiritually we are held accountable by God to forgive others and forgive ourselves because of what Jesus did at the cross starts to open a much deeper, a much more important life concept. And that is, if accepting forgiveness from Jesus is the key to our salvation and eternal life, forgiveness is the key to walking in freedom and victory here on this earth. And to withhold forgiveness is the key that leads to a prison of bondage, mentally and spiritually, and it will eventually affect you physically as well. So I would like to break down each of these areas separately. Let's begin with the effects of unforgiveness to our overall mental and emotional health. Unforgiveness creates wounds in the human soul that affect your thoughts, your emotions, and will eventually lead to physical health problems. Unforgiveness is always present when dealing with relationship issues, especially in marriage and in parent-child relationships. 
And if these hurts and wounds are not properly dealt with, if the person does not release their pain to the Lord and truly apply the gift of forgiveness to the scars that pain leaves, roots of bitterness will grow. And these are even harder to pull out. The act of withholding forgiveness gives permission to your brain that then partners with your emotions to drive up anger, sadness, and a whole army of negativity to take up residence inside of you. People who live in unforgiveness, remember this could be for someone who hurt you, but it often is what you hold against yourself. So this attitude of punishing someone because they deserve it leads to depression, anxiety, panic attacks, poor sleep, ruminating thoughts. It can trigger uh, things that lead to traumatic flashbacks and many other psychological issues. And the only mindset that will release true and lasting healing is to learn to think like God thinks, to believe and hold true to his word that says Jesus died for all sin. His blood covers all debts owed, yours and the ones you hold against others. Let's review some of the verses that I'm referring to. Matthew 6:14 says, "For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you." Luke 7:37 says, "Judge not, and you will not be judged. Condemn not, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven." 1 John chapter 2 verse 2, he, Jesus, is the payment for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And Colossians 3.13, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. Just as urgently as this verse expresses, I urge you that you must forgive or you will not be forgiven and you will be inviting a world of hurt and pain into your life. And not just mentally or emotionally, but unforgiveness has great spiritual repercussions. One of the most detrimental factors that interfere with our ability to hear God's voice, to receive his blessings, is to be in unforgiveness. The gates of heaven that lead to deliverance and healing and further revelation are held open by what Jesus did at the cross, establishing an open line of communication and relationship with the Father given to us while we were yet sinners. So let me be clear. God is full of grace and mercy, and he indeed has unconditional love for you. But Satan does not. Satan and his evil realm and are very legalistic and would use every single spiritual law and pervert truth in every possible way in order to make God's people suffer. Satan is always looking for a loophole, a reason to accuse and to hold a believer in shame, offense, and resentment. Unforgiveness opens a spiritual door, giving the evil realm access to torture you. In Acts 13, verses 38 through 39, it says, Let it be known to you, therefore, that through this man, Jesus, forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you, and by him, everyone who believes is freed from everything from which you could not be freed by the law of Moses. Often my clients would be praying for some type of miracle and ask, Why has God not answered my prayers? Why has he not healed me yet? 
And my first challenge was to ask, do you hold yourself or others in unforgiveness? The true message of the gospel is that Jesus died and resurrected to set all people free. So why do so many people walk around sick and oppressed? If God is about grace, mercy, and forgiveness, Satan, who likes to partner with the weakest part of ourselves, is about the law, unforgiveness, and convincing us that we or others deserve to be punished. I find it so frustrating that even though Christians, including myself, believe we are forgiven by the blood of Jesus, yet we continue to be duped by Satan and his evil army into believing there is still a price to be paid for our sin and the mistakes that we will continue to make in this life until we are made perfect in eternity someday. And our only protection is forgiveness, to accept it, to offer it liberally, daily, and for all time to come. That is why what Jesus said to Peter was so profound. In Matthew 18, 21 through 22, Peter came up to Jesus and said, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but 77 times. Jesus knew in order for Peter to continue to flourish mentally and spiritually, he had to understand the importance of forgiveness and that there is no limit to God's grace for us. Therefore, we cannot withhold a single ounce of forgiveness for others. Another scripture that demonstrates this powerful truth is Mark eleven twenty five, And whenever you stand praying, forgive. If you have anything against anyone, so that your Father also, who is in heaven, may forgive you. I know we don't want to think about this, but there is a spiritual truth to uncover here that in order to truly be in the flow of God's grace, to function as he would intend for us, it says whenever you pray, begin with forgiveness. Every day you have to make a choice to either partner with God who always offers grace and mercy to everyone who believes in Jesus, just as it is shown to you. And if not, you are automatically standing with the army of darkness as you align with withholding uh, forgiveness from others and holding them to the law of their offenses, of which you believe they need to pay or be punished for which will immediately close the windows of heaven in your life and only bind you to sickness and disease. So not only should we never, ever forget the most valuable spiritual law of forgiving, but we must be ever repentant of our own sin. No one on this earth is perfect. We all fall short of the glory of God. Therefore, confession should be a regular part of our lives, some days more than others, but to stay spiritually protected and to be as healthy as possible in our minds and in our physical bodies, the key to freedom is confession of sin and then the receiving of forgiveness. This revelation became glaringly clear as I counseled hundreds of people through their times of confession. As a counselor, you often hear things people have never told anyone else in their whole life. The telling of secrets and a truly repentant heart heals more mental illness and physical disease than anything I have ever seen. Proverbs 28.13 says, Whoever conceals his transgressions will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them, their sins and transgressions, will obtain mercy. 
When people were able to confess to someone who did not judge them, who could share the true gospel message of grace and mercy with them, this free gift of forgiveness that Jesus offers, amazing, incredible miracles happened. And not just a relief in their mind or a healing of their emotions, but radical physical healings too. I will be sure to tell many stories of God's healing love in future episodes, but for today, I want to share just one. It was a woman in her 30s who confessed to me that she had had an abortion when she was younger. She had never told anyone, and she was suffering from the most awful guilt and self-hatred. She refused to forgive herself until she began to experience the love of Jesus. For most of her adult life, she had suffered from horrific arthritis in her knuckles, and the inflammation in her hands was visible. She had never related her physical pain to the unforgiveness she held for herself. But as she confessed, and I was able to lead her through a prayer of accepting forgiveness from God, releasing herself from the condemnation she had been convinced by Satan she so obviously deserved, once she truly had a heart change to fully believe she was forgiven, she was completely healed of the arthritis. This is the power of forgiveness. And the ugly power of unforgiveness is to cause horrible disease and even death to our bodies. Because after all, that is Satan's goal, to steal, kill, and destroy that which God intended to heal and redeem. And forgiveness plays a vital role in your ability to be healed. God gave us very valuable instruction in his word about how important confession is because it is the conduit for which you receive his forgiveness. It is always available to us, but we must acknowledge our sin and receive it. Like it says in 1 John chapter 1, verse 19, If we confess our sins, he, Father God, is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Confession restores us to our right standing before God, like no other efforts of the flesh ever could. And in James 5.16, it says there is power in confessing to one another, like my clients did with me, or how I have experienced times of personal confession with my fellow women of faith. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another, that you may be healed. And the word healed used in this sentence translates to be of the mind and in the physical body. So, the confession of sin and the receiving of forgiveness brings healing to the body. I have hundreds, probably thousands of examples of physical miracles that happened as my clients learned to release others from offense and receive forgiveness for their own sins. But I'm always learning and alert to the stories of others as this continues to prove true what scripture says. Even experts in the secular and medical world would admit there is something about unforgiveness that really affects people. Just recently, I read a piece of research that stated 62% of all cancer patients admitted to struggling with forgiving themselves or others. Now, does God give people cancer because they do not forgive? I believe cancer is a direct attack from Satan, not God. But can your body truly heal? Can you authentically partner with God's grace, which releases power and healing in every area of our life, while you are still in unforgiveness? Sadly, no. 
Everything we learn today by reading scripture and from my personal experience would say, the key to hope, healing, and a life of victory is to forgive others, forgive yourself, and to repent often. As Satan and his evil army would like nothing more than to deceive you into thinking that you are without sin or that you are not holding yourself or others in unforgiveness. But I would ask you to take time, quiet, alone time to reflect and allow the Holy Spirit to reveal any hidden areas of sin or unforgiveness in your life. Using the advice found in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10, I ask the Holy Spirit to search me, to reveal to me what my own mind and emotions might choose to conceal, and then to expose to me what only God can see. God is so holy, so righteous, that we simply do not think like he thinks. So, sometimes it's only through the revelation of His Spirit that we are able to confess that which might be holding us back, holding you back from healing, from receiving, and from truly thriving in your ministry as God would intend for your life. To learn more about this very important and life-changing topic, I would encourage you to uh, pick up a copy of my book, It's Time for a Revolution, which is really a training guide in how to have a kingdom mindset in every area of your life. You might also find it helpful to participate in my online class called Healing the Wounds of the Soul, which would give you a step-by-step guide in how to um, bring healing to your mind, your emotions, and in your physical body. Also, you can find an example prayer for offering and accepting forgiveness on the resources tab of my website. All of these resources and more can be found at www.kingdommindset.global. I pray you will spend time today reflecting, offering, and receiving forgiveness to experience the true freedom and transformational healing Jesus so graciously paid for you to have. May you be tremendously blessed in your mind and in your spirit. Thank you for listening to the Kingdom Mindset Podcast. Hey, if you enjoyed today's teaching, I would invite you to subscribe to the show and share it with others to bring healing and transformation to the lives of those around you.